Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is You'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Robert, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Sean, Sean Smith. Hello. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Ish. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I have known Sean since, uh, let's say, junior high school. Yeah. Something like that. Long time. And um, we have been involved in uh, lots of stuff that could probably be turned into an, an insurance-related podcast episode. But I have I have something really specific I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, so I'm talking to you from Missoula, Montana today. Where are you today? I'm in Lindenhurst, Illinois. Super. Uh, that is the Chain O'Lakes region of Illinois. Am I right? That is. Wisconsin, Antioch, Lindenhurst. I also, of course, lived in that area. Uh, a lot of people around that area, they have boats. A lot of boats. A lot of boats. I want to talk about boats because uh, I rented a boat out here in Montana last week. Yeah, last last Friday, uh, me and my girl wanted to go out on Flathead Lake, which is a very popular destination in Montana. And the thing is, uh, I probably have friends with boats, but I, I don't know, I didn't want to borrow a friend's boat. Uh, I figured it was just as easy to rent a boat from one of these marinas that's up on the, the west side of Flathead Lake. What kind of boat did you get? Yes, uh, and and me not me not being a boat guy, all I can say is it was a pontoon boat that was probably big enough for eight people comfortably. Okay. And it's just me and my girl out on the boat by ourselves for uh, it was a four hour period that we had it and. Uh, this wasn't the first time that I rented a boat. I, sh I should also say that. So, you know, my son, Brandon, had his bachelor party in Tampa a couple of years ago. And one of the activities that we wanted to do as a group, there was like 10 of us, was to rent a boat, go out into the Gulf, and just kind of island hop. So, so we did that. But of course, I was easily the oldest guy in the group. You know, I'm I'm the father of the groom. Everybody else is 20 something. Uh, I sort of got charged with renting the boat. And and before I did that, I thought long and hard about the liability of, you know, 10 drunk dudes, you know, out in the Gulf of Mexico in a rented boat. And my name's on the, the rental slip and all this. Uh, you see where I'm going with this. Like, I'm an insurance guy. I, I made sure that I had some coverage. Okay, but I guess before I get to that, and not to put you on the spot, man, but I know you like to go up into Canada and Wisconsin, you go fishing and stuff. My recollection is you don't have a boat. So what do you do? Right. 
so in the past we used to tow my buddy's boat up there. Uh, then there was a time where we did rent one of the the lodges boats, and now uh, my my buddy's got different buddy's got a brand new boat that he's been bringing up the past couple of years. His is a it's a it's a really nice expensive fancy boat. And where we go in Canada, there's there's lots of hazards. Like we've run into rocks with the rental boats and with my the first guy's little junky boat. And so, but we've been there a bunch of years. We feel confident now. Yeah, there's a good chance that it could run into rocks. His his fancy boat. And last year we took it. A big storm came through, and uh, it was starting the the docks that were the boats that were on the docks. Big giant waves were pushing them through. One of the little dumpy boats, the the lodge boats, waves were coming over it at the end, and that one sank. Another Whoa. boat was going up on, uh, was beating the boat in front of it. The hull was beating the motor of the boat boat in front of it. It was mayhem. So yeah, a lot of things can happen up there in Canada with a boat, whether it's rented or not. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you you said you've actually hit rocks in the boat that you were in. Oh yeah. What do we? What you mean like like big big rocks? Yeah, there's all these there's all these rocks. Um, it's a glacial lake, and there's rocks. There's one part of this lake. It's 50 feet of water, but there's this hazard that's marked on maps. It's called Chimney Rock. It's just this spire that shoots straight up, and it like comes up right below the surface. And yeah, if you don't know your way around, it can get bad. La- this past summer, or just last month, we went, and uh, the water was really low. And so there's a bunch of hazards that we knew about, you know, in the past. But because the water was so low, there was some new ones. And the last day, we're in my buddy's fancy boat, and we're about to leave. We're going to go hit one more bay before we go in in for a night and start packing up to leave the next day. And so we reel in the lines. We get ready to go. And he punches it, and we hit a rock immediately. It was this hazard that we, we'd been in this bay a hundred times, but, like, the water was so low, we didn't know about this one. It just scraped the bottom of his his motor the outboard motor sticks lower than the actual boat so mm-hmm. it just scraped it up a little bit we but we got lucky on that one yeah i mean those again i don't know boats very well but those those motors are like the expensive part of the boat right oh yeah it's like a hundred dollars a horsepower i think my buddy's yeah something like hundred dollars a horsepower and 150 horsepower motor yeah they're expensive and okay, so I, I have I've also been to a boat show. I think that was in Montana also, but a lot of years ago. And I don't remember why I was in there. I wasn't in the market for a boat, but I started looking at the price tags on these boats. And you say your buddy's boat is fancy and nice. Like, could you even ballpark what this boat costs? I'm guessing it's 50k. Okay. If I had to guess. Now, there's other guys out there, even so. His is a fishing ski. Uh, it's fiberglass. But there's these other guys, they come up with aluminum boats, which I think might be more durable if you hit a rock or something. I don't know. Some of these guys come up with like a ranger boat. 
Holsteins can be $100,000. You can get as crazy as you want to get with boats. Spend as much money as you want. Okay, so I just did a quick little uh, Google search of the cost of a pontoon boat. I don't know if this is terribly helpful. Like it comes with a range of 12,000 to 400,000. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Uh, but then it says an average of 15 to 35,000 dollars depending on features. That sounds fair. Okay. So, you know, I I rent a, a pontoon and the thing the thing is, I feel like people they, they want to just go have a good time and they're not really thinking so much about what could happen and then what the you know financial consequences might be if that something happens right you're just on vacation you just want to have fun uh i i think you know my, my girlfriend pretty much has that mentality you just wanted to go have fun and i don't want to be you know the stick in the mud boyfriend that's like well you know we better really think about you know what could happen and you know is there coverage under my homeowner's policy for this but that's your stick yeah I mean, that's yeah. your racket it is but i tried to be quiet about it i tried to do it internally as opposed to you know i guess yeah projecting that stick in the mud image but i was definitely thinking about it so i but i had already really kind of done the research to set my mind at ease two years ago when I rented a similar kind of boat for this bachelor party. So for you know a lot of people that are listening, they might have a homeowner's policy. And I suppose if somebody were thinking about it at all, they might think that there's coverage under either their homeowners or their like personal auto policy, thinking, you know, it's it's a it's another vehicle. And so maybe I've got coverage under that. You really don't have coverage under either of those things. Not any meaningful coverage. If you were to destroy a $25,000 pontoon boat, you don't have any meaningful coverage under either of those policies. No. Now, I I don't have a homeowner's policy. I don't own my primary residence. I have, and I think I've said this on a different podcast episode, but you know, I rent my primary residence so i have a renter's insurance policy and then uh i own a piece of property that's a that's a rental and so i have a rental owner's property policy and between those two things i really don't have any meaningful coverage but i have a an umbrella policy and an umbrella it expands the or increases the limits of coverage under any underlying policies you have and okay. it just so happens that there, there is some coverage under that rental property policy and so the umbrella effectively like just expands on that coverage and the limits increases the limits so i don't know that every umbrella policy would be adequate coverage for somebody that's renting boats but this one particular policy that I have does. And by the way, I don't sell umbrella policies. So I'm, tr I'm gonna try and be really careful here. I don't know how every one of them reads. Uh, right, we are both novices here, both in our terminology of boats and insurance coverages. But like, we, all right, so when you say the umbrella coverage, 
extends the limits or increases the limits of any of your other policy? Is it like a per, a set percentage? Uh, no, I get a dollar limit. So it you know it's up to five million dollars in total coverage. But the, the 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 I guess we're talking about boats in particular. There there is some coverage under that property policy that I already have, but it's it's loaded with exclusions and uh, essentially limits to the actual loss of property, the boat itself, limited to like fifteen hundred bucks. If I oh. if I only had that policy, limited to fifteen hundred bucks. So the umbrella just like balloons that out. And to five million. Yeah, and you, you'd be surprised. That, I know that sounds like a really big number, but umbrella coverage is like super cheap. It's it's super cheap. I don't want to throw a real number out there. Uh, honestly, I don't even I don't know what my annual premium is, but it's it's not a lot of money. It makes sense like, to me because like anybody can get sued for any dumb reason, and you know the. The plaintiff's attorneys out there will, you know, sue anybody for, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars. Five million dollars doesn't sound like such a crazy number to get sued for. I mean, just wrecking some guy's pontoon boat, I guess, if you crash into somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not five million dollars for the pontoon boat. But yeah, I'll, say, I'll, I'll rent a fleet of pontoon boats. And sink them all for five million dollars. No, let's say you you crash the boat into you know a, another boat that's got I don't know ten people on it. And so not just a rock like other things. I get it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's, the you, rock's you, not going to sue sue me. Let's, let's say you hurt them. another party barge. Yeah, that's yeah, that's trouble. You hurt them or you kill them. You know what is the the value of the human life? You know you you killed two people. What's the value of their lives? You know, what are their families going to sue you for? I mean, it's it's millions of dollars. Right. For sure. A, yeah. So like yeah. my, you know, my limits of liability coverage under the renters or the, the property owner's policy, I want to say are like 100,000 and 300,000 respectively. I, you know, I just go with whatever my insurance company tells me I have to have in order to get the umbrella. Right. But effectively, yeah, it's $5 million in liability coverage. Okay. But, okay, so we just rattle off things that could go wrong with the boats. I mean, you could destroy the boat itself. Like you run into some big rock out in the lake, you destroy the boat. You could hurt the people that are on your boat that you're renting. You could hurt people that are on a different boat. Yep. Uh, crash into yeah. a dock. Yeah, crash into a dock. Uh, I was a little nervous, you know, bringing the boat back. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I don't steer boats. I don't get a, I don't get a lot of practice steering boats, and they they don't come with brakes, you know. So I don't want to come in too hot. No. Yep. I'm kind of like just looking around to see how fast other people are going in and out of that area. I don't know. I don't remember seeing any speed limit signs, and there's no miles per hour gauge on the boat. So, and people who who are good at boats, they make it look easy, and then you try and do that, and you can't do that. Yeah, and then then so coming in, there's there's only like one dude sitting there, 
kind of waiting for me to get in. I had to like pull it in to get gas. And yep. I, I don't know. I was just I was being really careful because I don't want to like slam into the dock, but I also don't want to make him reach four feet and then fall into the water trying to get a hold of my boat. I don't know. I could see slamming into the dock and destroying it. Yeah, sure. Okay, I could have done that. Yeah, I did that. One of the years we were renting the boat, it had a tiller motor, which is, you know, it's not a steering wheel. you got to be at the back turning it. And it's like a it's like a motorcycle throttle to, to make it go and go reverse. It's the other way. And so I was coming in hot, and I was trying to slow it down reverse, but I turned the wrong way, and then I over it. And yeah, I almost hit the dock, but instead I turned and instead I hit a rock. But they're tough boats, so nothing happened. But yeah, you can do something dumb like that. Yeah, I was really, I was really sort of nervous about like looking stupid in front of my girlfriend too. I was like that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. So how'd it go? Oh well, no problems. Like we we had a great time. I did not hit anything. I was I was told that the, the water at Flathead Lake was down two feet. By the way, that doesn't mean anything to me, really. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many how many feet are in the lake? I've, I don't know. Is, is it 50 feet deep? Is it 150 feet deep? What's two feet? Who, who cares? I mean, everybody was saying two feet like it was this crazy amount of water that was missing from the lake. So everybody's like, be careful. And so I was, you know, I, I didn't go within, I probably didn't go within a uh, hundred yards of any of the islands that are out there in the lake. Didn't, didn't want to run aground, didn't want to hit any rocks, none of that nonsense. Uh, but we had a good time. That, that's, that's basically the bottom line. She was happy. I'll also tell you, we had some drinks on the boat. Are you allowed to in the state of Montana? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think the driver is supposed to have any drinks. And so uh, this is a family oh, podcast. Yeah. I'm admitting to something, but, but I did have a beverage during the four hours that we were out there. Okay. Do you think, uh, do you think that boat owners have to have insurance like drivers do like car drivers Do if you own a boat? Do you have to have insurance? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a thing? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would honestly, I would kind of hope so. Um we do another Google search. So while you're doing the Google search, I've got an app on my phone that shows all the like lakes and the contours of the lakes and stuff. And I looked up your flathead lake. Yeah, there's a lot of hazards out there that you could have crashed in it, it, into like rocks sticking out yeah uh and if the lake's down two feet it's weird sometimes if it's up a little bit ones you could see in normal years are submerged and you'll hit them but then other ones where that's what happened to us this past year the lake was down three feet and we've just buzzed across the top of this rock and never knew it but this year because the lake was down three feet we found a new rock that we added to our map so as to not do it again next year. But yeah, there's a. Ooh, did you have a map out there? Uh, no. Oh man. 
Yeah, I mean, I I had like my phone up in front of me, like just like I dropped a pin like by the marina. So in case I like ventured out too far, I'd be able to find it. But no, I didn't have a map of like the topography of the lake or anything like that. Now that's the edges. The edges are where all the hazards are. Yeah, that lake, that's a deep lake. It's 200 feet deep. Okay, well, here, again, quick Google search. <clears throat> there are very few states that require boaters to have liability insurance. If you borrowed money for your boat, your lender probably is going to require you to keep it insured. Ah, right. For damage to the boat, but... But once yeah. you own it. Yeah, and you think the public, the other boaters, the other people out there on the lake are concerned about you having liability insurance. I mean, they, nobody else really cares. If you wreck your boat, that's on you. But we just want to know that if you hit us, <laughs> we've got coverage for our injuries and stuff. But, yeah, most states don't require that. That's interesting. Do most states require you for a car? Oh, every state will require you to have liability insurance for the car. Why would a boat be different? I can't answer that. I think we need to start sending some letters and some emails to our state representatives. <laughs> Change the system. So the cost to rent the boat for the afternoon, like all in with the, with the gas, uh, was like 400 bucks and change. Yeah, yikes. No, I thought that I thought that was totally reasonable for real compared for to a the day? cost. Of, what's that? For one day? For one afternoon, $400. Okay. Because really, like, uh, if I bought a pontoon and winterized it and stored it and insured it and uh, what I paid for my boat slip and I got it. You have to need, you have to put it on a trailer and like back it into the water. Like I see people doing, and I don't, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I don't want any of that. I just walked into the marina. And I was like, I would like that boat, please. And they're like, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, you're renting the experience. Sounds great. Yeah. Without all the fuss. Also, I think, you know, we, we there was only two of us on the boat, but you could easily have fit, you know, two more couples on that boat. You split that, you know, amongst three couples. I mean, it's a no-brainer, man. Sure. So did you have a nice time? I did. I did. I had a very nice time. And, of course... Probably the most important thing is she was happy, and that makes everything better. Yeah, so you're right. The rental could, yeah, that's a nice way to go. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I had for you. I knew you you liked boats, you liked fishing. I figured I could share this this boat experience with you. Talk a little bit about insurance, and and all right, this will make me happy. If if the next time you go out with your friends on the boat, you you share even one thing that we talked about about boating insurance with them, that that would be awesome. I would love that. I'm gonna tell my buddy to make sure he's got an umbrella policy. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Just have him ask ask his uh, insurance agent about it. I bet you it's not very expensive. The better question, really, though, is ask the insurance agent. What kind of coverage do I have for my boat? Is it enough? 
And if I were to rent another boat, because I, I, I also find that people that have boats, they like boats and they, they may be more likely to rent somewhere else. Right. He's got to drag his boat around. But if he was to go to vacation in, right, like he's got, he lives in Wisconsin, but if he went to Florida on vacation and rented a boat there, would his policy in Wisconsin cover his boat and boat rental in Florida? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, no. I, would, I, I don't know that I would say probably. I mean, you got to read the, the coverage that he has. Um, but he asked the insurance agent, and the insurance agent should be able to tell you. And if the answer is no, then the follow-up question is, okay, so what do I need if I'm going to rent this boat in Florida now? And if they can't answer that, then you need a different insurance agent. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, yep, I hope that was one interesting thing about insurance. Thank you for joining me. We'll do this again, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. If anybody listening needs uh, insurance continuing education, uh, because you're a licensed producer, check out our website, bmfce.com. We've got live webinars available all throughout the year. And if you like the podcast, uh, leave us a rating, tell your friends, subscribe, do all those things. And we'll be back with another episode in a couple weeks.